to the Pineapple Couch. Uh, this is episode 36. I am B-Rob as always, and we are recording today. I got Johnny on the line. He is in an undisclosed location in Southern California, and I am in an undisclosed location in Northern California, but we just had to hop on the line and talk about some of this bubble basketball because it was, I mean, it's been amazing. This is some of the best basketball we've seen in a while. Um, before I have you go, like the tweet I saw right before we started recording this was Kendrick Perkins basically said, y'all, can we have a bubble every year? It's not even the playoffs yet, and this is crazy. So I think, um, okay, well, first of all, NBA insider John Robbins here. John, how you doing? Doing great. Great to be back on the pineapple couch. It's always a pleasure. Um, and so we're going to be talking all about the NBA bubble and kind of preview the playoffs today before the playing games this weekend. But um, again, this is the Pineapple Couch. You can subscribe to us on iTunes or Spotify. Leave a five-star review with a question. We'll answer it on the show. And things are really heating up. We got the NBA um, playoffs about to start. Baseball's in full swing. NFL's around the corner. Um, some sort of college football might happen. I just like to use this platform to tell the fu- Pac-12 to fuck themselves. Um, and it's just fucking ridiculous. It's so... Uh, okay, enough of that. Let's talk about the NBA. They're not canceled. Um I mean, you'll see, the listeners will know this because this is what the episode will be titled, Dame Time. Holy shit, John. So he goes, there's the Paul George game, right? We talked about that last week where he misses the two free throws. I believe the next game he went 18 of 18 from the line. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, don't piss off Damian Lillard. Look what happens. I know. He's a bad man. You do not want to mess with him. So I think he goes 61-51-45. His last three games? He had a stretch, I believe I saw, where he had over three course games. He had like 154 points, all three wins. And he he was incredible. I mean, he was showing Steph range. It was – that was like the only thing I really can compare it to because – No, it it was Steph-like. Yeah, Dame and Steph are the only two guys who can do shit like that. I mean, I guess Harden kind of does it, but – Harden's like slower than Damon Steph, so I just think it looks cooler with Damon no, Steph. It, it's um, a little different to uh, the Lillard Harden. Like it's, it's like besides Steph Curry, Damian Lillard's my favorite player in the league to watch. Probably, I could, It's just a different kind. Of, like he plays so similar to Steph Curry, except he has like like a fuck you attitude about him, which is just like mm-hmm. wow. Like he might not be as yeah. good, but I mean he is incredible. To he's watch. got an edge. He doesn't need a Draymond. No, he does. He is. He's Draymond. He, he's his own team. Steph. Draymond. Yeah. But he's also the yeah. best player. Um, on that topic, though, of my favorite player to watch that's not on the Warriors, you know that answer, John. That's Luka Doncic. He yep. has been. We'll get back into Dame in a second, but let's just, I mean, Luka, the Mavs are a dan- are the most dangerous seed, in my opinion. Our friend, A good friend of the program, Josh, texted me about this yesterday. Um, the Mavs are probably the scariest seed after, like, of the 5, 6, 7, 8. Wouldn't you agree? That's the team I'd want to play the least. Yeah. Porzingis has looked good, John. Really good. Really, he looks like he looks angry. York, the Knicks Porzingis basically. Like he's basically back to me. Doesn't mm-hmm. seem like it. Like it just, he's going for dunks and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, there's less hesitation I think as we saw last year, and I think he's probably getting used to the the offense there in Dallas. Um, it just sucks that the Clippers are matched up against the. I mean, the Mavs are matched up against the Clippers because the Mavs with anyone else, I would be like, oh. I like their chances. Like, let's say the Mavs played, like, I don't know, like the Thunder or the Rockets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or even the Nuggets. Especially I think the they Nuggets, have a legit chance. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, is this maybe the, the most Lakers stacked the West has been? Like one through eight. Like I think there are no like the worst team to me that I would like. Bruh. The Jazz Bruh. are like the most least scary team right now. Like every team I think top there's to been, bottom is a there, good team. I think the that there was in 2015. There was um, it was 2014 or 2015, but like the last seed, in, the the ninth seed in the West had like 42 wins. Yeah, yeah. That was there. I mean, but this year it's um. The West, I think next year is when it will be even more apparent because the Warriors will be back. Yeah, it's going to be. And then and, going to get another year and then his belt and the Blazers Zion, are going to be healthy. It's just going to be. I'm so excited. It's going to be great. Um, so let's get back into the Dame time. So he just absolutely puts on a freaking show and puts his team on his back. I mean, we got to shout out C.J. McCollum. He played. He had some big shots, played well. Nurkic, too, big moments. And what's so nice about the Blazers is with a lot of teams, when your big man is in foul trouble, it sucks because there are not that many quality big men in the NBA, so your backup is usually drastically worse. But with the Blazers, they bring in Hassan Whiteside, who is not as good an offensive player as Nurkic, but he's a better defensive player probably. And so it's not the end. Like Nurkic fouled out the other night, and they still had Whiteside. Um, I think... It's just uh, the Blazers are going to throw something at the Lakers. I don't think they're going to beat the Lakers, but I think there's not – I mean, are they going to have to throw LeBron on Damian Lillard? They might have to. And, like, the Blazers, out of any team in the West at least, match up with the Lakers maybe the best. They have bodies. They have three legit seven-footers that can, are not bad and they can defend. And Zach Collins, Nurkic, Whiteside, like, those are the perfect kind it's of just guys be to throw at Anthony Davis. What are you throwing at LeBron, though? I, I mean, mean – It's like – Carmelo Anthony, Gary Trent, Gary Trent. it's Carmelo gonna be hard. Anthony. I mean, what about gonna get his? Is Nasir Little like the guy they got from UNC? He's not even playing though, is he? I haven't seen he's him that, too much. Really, he's that relative. He's that like uh, body size, mm-hmm. theoretically. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's like six eight with ev- Yeah, um, yeah. So Dame time. I think that's gonna be an incredible series. I think Dame has been the MVP, if not the co MVP of the bubble. And how do you like that transition, Johnny? Let's it. talk about Devin Booker and the Suns. Heartbreak City. They go 8-0 in the bubble. Really are the team of the bubble, them or the Blazers. The Suns just started a young team, started firing all cylinders. A lot of that is because some teams maybe weren't playing their best players, but nevertheless, Devin Booker put on a show. And I think even though... So the Suns go 8-0, and if the Blazers lost to the Nets last night, the Suns would have had the play-in shot against the Grizzlies, and but the Blazers won. So the Suns literally... We're perfect in the bubble. And so go, as a young team going forward, especially when you see the comments that were made like recently about how like Draymond saying, like, you got to get the hell out of Phoenix, like blah, 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 blah. I mean, I, th- I don't necessarily this th- think that this means Phoenix is all of a sudden a model franchise. But I think that that is a huge confidence boost going into the offseason, especially with a group of young guys like that. And we're talking about how the West is going to keep getting better and better. That Phoenix team. Aiton looks good. No, yeah. Booker obviously looks good. I mean, they got shooters. They got. It's weird how. Um, like how Bridges you know, looks like a every... perfect three and D guy too. Yeah, and it's weird just how everyone's like always, you know, tanking and trying to rebuild. And you can just say like the Suns, who they've sucked for forever, and they, even though they've always had high picks, and it's like finally just out of nowhere, it just kind of comes together with these teams, and it's really cool to see um, the, the the playoff race in the East or in the West next year. Is going to be absurd. It's going to be awesome. 
Because, I mean, even though the Kings, like, did not perform well in this bubble, I mean, one would assume De'Aaron Fox is going to continue to get better. I mean, obviously, there's questions up and down their roster, but um, the West is going to be something else next year. I mean, let's so what are your takeaways on this Suns run? I mean, it was so good to see. That was Devin Booker playing the only meaningful basketball in his career, and him and Aiton had a great connection, and, like, I mean, it was such from, an underrated passer. It it went. They went from me being the Suns are screwed. Devin Booker's gonna leave in a year to we got something. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like did you see when Booker pulled probably from like Bluler did it? Like they both pulled from like forty five feet. Yeah. Like, and they just what I liked about range. that is Booker. He did that, and then two or three possessions later, basically acted like he was gonna do the same and just fired off an over the hand no look pass into the key to eight, and it's just. It's really cool to see those because everyone's – I think um, Booker is a transcendent talent, offensive talent at least, and so it takes a little while for some of these guys to break through. I mean, look at Curry. Look at Harden. And so it's really exciting when they do. Um, what else did I have down on the bubble before we got into um, – uh, oh, uh, shout-out to Stephen Young. It's his birthday today. Happy Good birthday. guy. Yeah, um, and then shout-out to Marley Thuma. Her birthday is um, on Sunday. Um Pelican, I have, I just wrote down bye bye Pelicans and Kings. Um, Zion does look a, a step or, step or two slow. I mean, I don't think it's we should be like that critical of him. He did miss a lot of time this year. He's a rookie, but defensively, the Pelicans looked like shit. And that was one of the kind of things you and I had talked about of like, damn, this team could be really good defensively. And like, well, there went that shit. They sucked. Um, and then. Lonzo sucked in the bubble after having a good year. Do we? What do we take out? Are we? We're just gonna kind of be like, eh, it's a rookie year, it's a weird year, or are we kind of criti- critical of this of the Pelicans? What do you think? I think Zion has to make a change to his body. Like, are we on the same page? Like, he he needs to. He's too he's big. Too... Like, he you can't play eighty games like that. I think. Yeah. It's just like everyone I mean, says the same thing about that, but it's true. Like, mm-hmm. And everyone said that about Blake Griffin, and think about how much bigger Zion is than Blake. Like, Blake sh- trimmed down and ha- added all this, like... Yeah, Zion scares me um, because, I mean, so does Ja Morant in a way. Ja Morant reminds me of Derrick Rose when he's taking those falls, and Zion Williamson reminds me of Blake Griffin. It's really scary. weird. No, you're totally uh, right, with, especially with Ja. Like, he's just a maniac he, like the how many times is line. john morant gonna land with one foot he tries to poster like, dude, everyone it's it's really awesome, i love but it it's but scary. it's just like i want to see you for a while bro <laughs> like keep it easy um we, we mentioned the kings that was a just a tough tough i mean marvin bagley it just sucks it's tough i mean they could have had fucking luca but vlade has a big ego um let's talk about the the blazers grizzlies because we're going to start talking about these um playoff series after that so the playing game that's going to be on saturday and sunday correct john um yes i believe so and so the blazers are the eighth seed yeah so the, blazers and the grizzlies are the nine and the grizzlies would need to win twice to move on to the playoffs and the grizzlies do not have jaron jackson jr yeah very tough who is the second most important player on their team oh for sure i think he's pretty cool like he might not have as many flashy plays as John Morant, but he's almost just as important to that team's success, I think. 1A, yeah, 1B definitely almost. Definitely in the long run. Definitely yeah. in the long run. I yeah. weirdly think, like, this could be a dumb take, but I kind of always thought, like, 
four or five years from now, when the Grizzlies really get there, I thought Jaron Jackson would be the best player on their team. And Ja would still be really good, but it would be Jaron, who's yeah, his different. growth is kind of the tr- transcendent player, you know, with his length and stuff like that. Because I think he has the potential to maybe be one of the top ten players in the league just because he's so athletic and can shoot threes and play defense and can do everything. Mm-hmm. And he's a perfect modern NBA. He's an athletic Al Horford, which is perfect. Yeah, and he has a good head on his shoulders. His dad was a professional, and that's why I always bring up Tim Duncan when I see him because it's like not a similar like really play style, but just the consistency, the leadership. I think he has all that there. Um, I think the Blazers are going to sm- fucking smack the Grizzlies. Like, Me too. I think they smell blood. There's... Paul George. Do you think Paul George did this to piss off? No, okay, I'm not going to give Paul George credit for anything because he's a fucking idiot, but Paul George kind of, him and Pat Bev, pissed off Dame Lillard to give the Lakers a tougher 1-8 matchup. Hey, they knew what they were doing. They were waking a sleeping kinda giant. Weird. It did, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so I think we're both pretty confident in the Blazers. If... I'd be I'd be surprised if they lost the first game. I would be stunned if they lost both. But John Morant, some people say he's going to be a superstar. I think he's going to be a star, a very good star. This is an unbelievable opportunity to play in a big game very young in your career. So I think that shouldn't be ignored because Jaws seems like a gamer. Um, so let's go. You have the other playoff series ready. Do you want to start with the East? Yeah. Um, okay, so the 1-8 matchup, you're going to have the Bucks magic Not too exciting for me. Sweet. You? Yeah. Um, sweep. Then you got the Raptors-Nets at 2-7. Probably sweep. a sweep. Unless the Nets, Paris the Nets gets though, like they were fun to watch last night. They were Yeah, fighting. yeah, let's, 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 let's talk about that really quick. Um, because last week, when he had, we had our good friend Stephen Young on the pod, he did give out, he kept saying, you know who I love to bet on is the Nets. And the Nets have been such a casual spoiler throughout this whole bubble because they're always facing giant odds. And Karis LeVert randomly will just go off because he's very good. I mean, they were at plus 450, I think, last night against the the Blazers. And the Blazers pulled it out. But, I mean, I had the um, uh, I had the Nets plus 11.5, which obviously covered and was nice. So, yeah, shout out to Steven because that was a good call the past couple days. The Nets were a fun spoiler team. I think they will get fucking swept by the Raptors or Karis LeVert might have a crazy game. But if you think about it, um, Pascal Siakam is maybe the perfect person to put on Karis LeVert. He's the perfect person to put on a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, he, I mean, he's, so, fat, he's it's going to be tough for the Nets. It's probably going to be a sweep. Uh, I'm rooting for my guy Karis to put on a show. Uh-huh. Actually, it'll probably go like 4-1 because the Raptors always do something weird in the first round. I remember playoffs. they lost to DJ Augustine's game winner last year in the first game. Yeah. That was funny. Remember they went to seven games with like some shitty team one year? I don't remember. In the DeRozan era? Yeah. They went. Oh, it was the fucking Wizards. Oh, yeah. They lost to the Hawks before, too. They were. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. That's, but, a, that's hey, a different winning a championship. Team, yeah. Yeah, DeRozan just sucks. Sorry, Scott. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're talking about let's well, let's keep going down through the Eastern Conference then. All right, three six. You have could have been a potentially great series. I'm not sure right now. Is the Celtics seventy sixers? Dude, these teams play so much in the playoffs. It's so weird. It's like yeah. such a great young rivalry in the last couple of years. Um, so I saw something that Ben Simmons isn't like officially no he's out. Joel Embiid isn't officially out. Mm-hmm. 
Dude, like, he's, I give he's them such a, a mild ankle sprain. Like, at some point, I want Joel Embiid to just, like, say, F this, I'm playing. It, like, I want to see the alpha mentality out of Joel Embiid sometimes. It's kind of, was that frustrating. Like Willis Reed played with a broken leg in 1970 or, or something. So, like, if Damian Lillard had Joel Embiid's injury, do you know what Damian Lillard doing? No. He's going out. Doesn't CJ McCollum have like two like parts of his spine that no, are his fucked back up? And is he's been so playing? messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Joel Embiid, soft. Yeah, I mean, it sucks to say. I mean, because when you watch him on the floor, because he's not, he's he doesn't play well, soft. You'd be like, he's not soft. Well, but I mean, yeah. he kind of does now yeah, when he's shooting those right. threes, and it just sucks because, okay. I don't know about you, but going into the season with Embiid and Jokic, I was, like, really close. Like, I would accept either for that argument. I don't know about you. But now, for me, Jokic is, like, a is, I would oh, way, way, way rather have Nicole Jokic than Joel Embiid. Like, not really close. Yeah. What do you think about that? I think if you're just looking at a pure talent perspective, like, it's just, like, I think Embiid's Jokic more talented. But I think Embiid's maybe more talented, but Jokic you can depend on every night, and it's just, give me that guy because I know he'll show up. I know he'll yeah. play. I know he's well, tough. Here's the question then: Is if you swapped, like, let's say, through Joel Embiid on this Nuggets team this year, I don't think they have the same amount of wins. No, not at all. They run everything through Jokic. And you know who I bet you, um, bet you would fit really well with Ben Simmons? Probably Jokic. <laughs> Probably Jokic. <laughs> Like, what if they – oh, my God, that's funny. You just pair uh, uh, Michael Porter Jr. with uh, Embiid and Jokic and um, uh, fucking whoever we were just talking Simmons. about. That would be funny. Simmons, yeah. Um, okay, so I think the Celtics will win that, like, 4-1. Yeah, I'm with you, I think. I think Tatum and Brown, like, they're just going to destroy, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even think it's – I mean, like, because we even say Kemba because, I mean, who the fuck are the – Pacers or the Shake Milton at oh point. Oh God! Barbecue chicken alert. And Kemba is gonna eat. Jason Tatum's gonna eat. I mean, Everyone's this is Tobias eat. Harris's chance to show why he should be the ninth highest player paid player in the NBA. Jesus. Is Tobias Harris even a top thirty player? I don't think he if is. you factor in his contract, he's not. No, he's like maybe the pro- worst. Take if out you factor the- in his contract. Top thirty. I don't know. He he's like valuable. Like, as just, like, a, I, I want him to be, like, weirdly, like, the fourth or fifth best guy in my starters for, like, a legit team. Yeah. Because, I mean, fuck, he's with Simmons. He was last year in the playoffs, and they had Simmons, Embiid, Redick, and Butler. He was the fifth option, and they decided to pay him all that money. And now this year, he's the third option on a team with Simmons and Embiid. And you could argue that some of these younger guys, like Shake Milton and these other guys, have been playing better than him and coming up. So, um, I like the Celtics a lot in that series. What else do we got? This is the last one, right? Yeah, the 4-5 matchup, it's going to be the Heat Pacers. Fun series. I think this, that this will be good. Um, I, I'm going to lean the Heat here, and I'll tell you why. Um, I believe Sabonis is still out, correct? Yeah. And then I just think that Bam Adebayo can eat Miles Turner. All day. Miles Turner, we're talking about how Joel Embiid is kind of soft. Miles Turner is like charming ultra soft. Yeah, totally. Like that dude is maybe the soft. I think, okay, listeners, here's something for you. Find me a softer big man in the NBA than Miles Turner. 
Good Miles Turner like, could be right so now. good. Like he's everything. Yeah, but and he's that's why. Soft. That's <laughs> why you. That's why he's. You have to like. What about Carl I mean, Anthony I think Towns? He's the softest big man. Okay, come on. Like Carl Anthony Towns is soft, but yeah, I mean at least he put up thirty. Yeah. And um, he at least tried to like fight and beat. I guess. Um, Miles Turner though, for me, it's like, he's a tall guy. Who somehow got on that USA team, so he thought he was a little better than he was. And he thinks he's good at shooting threes for some reason. And he's not really. And it's exactly what the other team wants him to do. And he's just like, you know how dad's talking about how, just how dumb some of the stuff in the league is where it's like, theoretically, like a PJ Tucker is more valuable than a Wilt Chamberlain type now. Mm Mm-hmm. That's where Miles Turner freaking it just it's so annoying to have like he's a victim kind of of the times like you know of the style but he is just awful to watch. He's awful. To I always watch. want and, more from him too when I watch and it's just frustrating. Cuz he'll randomly th- do a good play and then he'll try to do like three think- finger rolls and then like try to shoot fourth. It's just and I just don't think defensively he's that good. And if you're Indiana moving forward, choosing between him and Sabonis, I think it's the easiest decision of all time. They paid them both. They bought them both for the next yeah, like, three years. Yeah, shouldn't have. Shouldn't shouldn't have paid Turner. Should have gotten him the fuck out of there and gotten like a big center who could eat minutes. And then when you go um in the closing stretch, you could run. Um, Sabonis at five. Yeah, a little subplot also in the Pacers Heat. It, but um. The last oh, big man, Warren. yeah, but the last big man spot on the Team USA team, wanna know who it was between? It was between Bam Adebayo and Miles Turner. They gave it to Miles Turner. That's a joke. That's that's tough. No wonder we lost. Where did where did Miles Turner go to college? Oh, was it, it Texas? Yes, it was Texas. That's right. Texas is just notorious for putting out soft ass big man. Him and Lamarcus Aldridge. I mean, KD is obviously the exception. I feel like. Mo Who Bamba. was um? Oh, Mo Mo Bamba. What the fuck happened to him? Is he gonna be out of the league in a year or two? I think so. He's gonna be more remembered for the song than being in the NBA, probably. Jeez. That was so, like with I don't know. I just thought like that was such an obvious bust pick. Yeah, because he never like showed actually what he could do in college. It was always oh look at his upside. Look at he can shoot threes now. Look at that never, never works. It. It, that never that never really works. When yeah. you like I guess Porzingis like he was a guy who the way they talked about him, it was like, I don't know if this'll work, but it did. So um I mean look at the freak that Porzingis is though in order for that to be right. Most of the time it's if it, they have questions, he's seven like, three, right? Yeah, and a freak. Fuck, that's crazy. Um, okay, so after the first round of the Eastern Conference Finals, I think of the Eastern Conference, I believe we had the Celtics at the three seed playing the Raptors at the two, and then we would have the I think in the Heat Pacers. I'm gonna give it to the Heat, and so then we'd have Heat Raptors, correct? Or Heat uh, Bucks, right? Um, yes. I think so. So it's set, it's setting up nicely for that uh, Bucks Raptors or Bucks Celtics um, Eastern Conference Finals. So wait, is I it guess before be we move Raptors, on, to... Raptors Celtics in the second round probably. That's gonna be yeah. awesome. Hope hopefully Gordon Hayward doesn't have to leave before oh, that series. I, I just want that. that's just such a fucking bummer because I would be more with you on your Celtics hype, 
But I just think losing that 18 to 24 points a game if he's playing well just can – that sucks. That hurts. You know? That hurts bad. Um, You know who I saw on the court in the bubble who was not playing that bad? It was the Time Lord. Robert, Robert Williams, Williams that the center. Time Lord? That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was. He had a couple plays where I was like, oh, the Time Lord. There he goes. <laughs> um what if that guy's funny um if anyone though could get bring that guy out of nowhere and make him good probably be brad stevens um so i like uh i like that that east second round do we give the heat any chance against the bucks i mean because they defended Giannis the best this year yeah bam Adebayo is the best defender against Giannis this whole season i think he held him to 36 and then you can throw jimmy butler on chris chris middleton and like you could throw Butler on Giannis in some cases too. Like they have a lot of guys to throw at him. Just Bam, no, and Bam and Siakam might be like, like two best throw at Giannis. Mm-hmm. And then Jimmy Butler's not bad just because he's such a bad motherfucker. He'll be there. He'll be, he'll be ready <laughs> to go. I love Jimmy Butler. Him. We didn't talk much about how he just fucking shut down Warren. He was uh, Warren was guarded by Butler like some eighteen to twenty two possessions in the first half. And he was like one for eight, and Butler just shut him the fuck down, which I like. I enjoyed the T.J. Warren going off storyline; that was funny. But I gotta admit it, John, I'm a huge Jimmy Butler fan. He's awesome. He's I love him. I used to think he was kind of like kind of lame for what he did in Minnesota, but looking back on it, it was amazing. He was right what about he did. everything. It was he was completely right, and he just. And in the Chicago everyone. and in Philadelphia. Jimmy Butler's an alpha. I love Jimmy Butler. Oh, he is He's an, an alpha. alpha. He is. I mean, he makes Paul George like if you call Jimmy Butler an alpha, Paul George can't even be a beta. No, he's he's a. What's the line see. about? It's like Paul George. Paul George is a beta who thinks he's an alpha. No, that's one hundred percent true. Because he thinks. He, I mean, come on, man! Like, you, Paul you, George, you, who you the fuck are you to left? talk to Damian Lillard? Who are you to talk to Damian Lillard? He sent you home with. Not a super team, and um, I, I just wish somehow. Well, I do want to see the Lakers Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. So I, I just want to see Dame go against those guys again. So bad, it would be so fun. So unfortunate that they um, or actually, oh that would have been great if we could have had the the Mavs go to eight and the Clippers go to seven, or maybe we throw. I like the Mavs maybe at six and we throw the Jazz to eight. Cause fuck the Jazz. Yeah. Sorry, Stephen Facer. Jazz are so boring um, to me. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's go into the West. Okay. We have the eight one we have the eight nine playing, obviously, of uh Blazers Grizzlies. I think we're both pretty confident in um the Blazers to do well in that scenario. Um so that would be the one eight then would be the Los Angeles Lakers versus the Portland Trail Blazers. I'd say the Lakers, but I could see it going five or six games. I think it's gonna be Joe keeps tweeting about it how it could go seven. And I like, can see it honestly. They match up with them so. I well. mean, I want to. I like to root against LeBron more than literally anyone in the world. So, I would love to see that game, series go seven. I just, I think you brought up good points with how they can guard Davis. I just don't think they're going to be able to guard LeBron. But yeah. I think the primary defender is going to be mellow, probably. It's just bad. That's bad. That's very bad. Um, so yeah, I think we both like that. And then let's go into that two seven. We've already kind of talked about it, but like Clippers, Mavs, if five or six games, it's just the worst possible matchup. Yeah, it's just such a shitty matchup for the Mavs. But um, I I think Luca will get a game or two. 
Luca will be the best player on the floor in a game or two. And if Kristaps can be the best player on the floor in a game, maybe we go seven. But I think Luca could do it for one or two. It's just gonna be tough for Luca. And then it's all trying to do that much. I know. With Kawhi on him. It's gonna be. It's gonna be tough. He's Luca though. This yeah. is where you do it. You know. This is like he's obviously young, and we're not gonna criticize him if he doesn't do it too hard. But from what we've seen out of him, I think he could be the best player on the floor for two of the games in the series. And then the X factor, like we talked about, is if Kristaps can take a game. And then it's just tough with the Mavs depth. Yeah. It's, like, not terrible, but it's, like, Seth Curry is one of the most important players on your team. Maxi Kleber, you lost Dwight Powell. Tim Hardaway Jr. is kind of good sometimes. So it's just a lot of pressure on those two youngsters. Or, yeah, they're still young. Yeah. Um, but I like – I think it'll be a fun series to watch, but I, th- I would be very surprised if the Clippers lost. Yeah, it's always – I always say this, though. With, like, real superstar transcendent talent, it always happens sooner than you think. It always does. That is true. Remember, I mean, what was that? That was just two years ago when Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown almost beat the Cavs. Oh, that was in their rookie in Tatum's rookie year. It was big time. Mm-hmm. And then, so, yeah, I mean, before it's just like literally, I would maybe take the Mavs against anyone in these playoffs besides the Clippers. I think the Clippers are going to win it all pretty easily. What did like, you say? I think their the odds were to win be, the title. It was something. It's nice. It's gone down. Okay. Um, because. I'm I'm looking it up right now. Um, basketball. This is on Bavada. Futures. You could get. Why are they only showing me WNBA futures? I give a shit. Uh, fuck. Okay. Well, I don't know. It was plus one thousand. Seattle Storm. Point, you can you can get the Seattle Storm for plus one fifty five. Thanks, Bavada. Um, damn it. Okay. okay. There's no odds up right now. It's probably because um the. Uh, the like brackets aren't finalized with that eight nine series. Um, okay, so let's go into that. Uh, we have three six next, correct? Uh, yes, three six would be the Nuggets versus the Jazz. God damn! I wish the Mavericks were the sixth seed. Yeah, I think the Nuggets are going to eat the Jazz. I don't think the Jazz I think are four, that one. good. I, just, I think the Nuggets are really good. But, How do you think the Nuggets would match like, up? I think in a two years from now the Nuggets the are gonna be so fucking good. Yeah, they have with players. Michael Porter Jr. I mean, Bull Bull potentially, Jokic obviously, Jamal Murray. Um, I got a bunch. I of like players. the Nuggets to quick, quick, quickly take care of business against the Jazz. I agree. Maybe Donovan Mitchell has a big game one where the Nuggets don't play as well. But I, I mean, what's perfect with the, what the Nuggets do is it'd be like sweet guard Jokic with Rudy Gobert. Jokic is going to go stand on the three-point line and just pick apart your defense while Rudy Gobert is standing on the three-point line, not, like, congesting the lane, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, do you have any thoughts on that, though? Or you just think it's, a, it's I mean, pretty easy? It's a better matchup for the Jazz than they've gotten in years past where it always feels like they're playing the Rockets. Doesn't it the always Rockets. feel like they're playing them? Yeah. And it's just mm-hmm. Rudy Gobert can't even stay on the floor. I think Gobert will be able to stay on the floor in this series because Jokic isn't like, – they won't go small on them. But – that's, I mean, I don't. I think the Nuggets are probably going to win in six games, if I had to guess. Mm-hmm. I'm there in five or six. Because um, I do think that the Nuggets are a young enough team where they might take their foot off the gas pedal for a game. And you know, Even though I really, really like Mike Malone, their coach. Yeah, he's a good coach. Uh, King's fucked up by getting rid of that guy. Uh, so now we have the four or five, which is, are the Thunder the four or is Houston the four? The Thunder are the four. 
Okay, uh, we've talked about a lot of cool series. I think this is the first round series I'm the most excited for. Naturally, no, no um, Russell Westbrook in the first few games at least. It's looking like that's probably good for the Rockets. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think um, I, I lean Thunder. I really, I, I'm someone who, for forever, has really fucking hated Chris Paul. Really hated him. I really like what he's done this year. Him and this um, Thunder team. Maybe it took Chris Paul pi- finally playing again around some like likable people, because. Blake Griffin was likable, but that team wasn't. They complained so much. DeAndre, Doc, and then going and joining James Harden and Daryl Morey and those complaining bitches. That sucks. Finally putting him with a good coach. Not Doc, Doc Rivers is a good coach, but Billy Donovan has shown that he's a good coach. And just solid players like Shea Gilgis-Alexander has shown great. And they run that little the three-headed monster out of the backcourt with CP3, Alex, uh, Alexander, and Schroeder. I, nice. I like it. They can... And then they obviously have Danilo off the bat, uh, in the starting lineup who can – I mean, as long as that dude's – whole, his whole career, it has been – if he's healthy, he's great. And then Steven Adams, one of the nicest best guy. rebounders in the NBA, one of the nicest guys, classiest guy. Um, and then what has been kind of cool is – shout out to our guy Andre Roberson. He makes it back into the league after I think it was about two years, right, John? Yeah, it was about two years without Andre, and he's hit some threes. Um, he went through some gnarly, gnarly leg surgeries, so it's always cool to see that. Um, and it's just funny to see like how much better the Thunder's culture seems. And it's, it's it's with like Chris Paul too. It's not like they went from Russell Westbrook to Steph Curry or Damian Lillard. And Chris Paul has really, really impressed me this year with the Thunder, as well as Billy Donovan. I like. I think it's gonna go six or seven games, though. I think this is a. I think I could. I, I think this is gonna go seven, and we're gonna get Harden versus Paul. Or I think Westbrook. The only also reason come it would back at some point, just because I think. Yeah, and I think that helps though. The. Because he'll be trying to prove I, everyone, and just. I know, him. and with Hard, it's like I don't know. Harden scares me more, so it's like I'd rather have the ball in Westbrook's hands, I guess. Yeah, I'm with you though. I'd say Thunder in six games if I had to guess. Uh, this Thunder team's—they're so likable. Like, I like—I think everyone, so everyone likeable. roots for the Thunder. I think everyone like mm-hmm. they have no unlikable guys, which is odd because and, Chris Paul it was maybe the most unlikable person the first like ten years of me watching basketball. I hated him. I know who mine was. Yeah, we won't say. It's a mystery. The the listeners know. Is it Philip um, Rivers? <laughs> Philip Rivers would be the best small forward in the history of basketball. Um, okay, so let's talk. So we have the 4-5, and we think um, Thunder there. So that would set up Lakers-Thunder, Clippers-Nuggets. Uh, I think that that those two series will be pretty quick. Yeah, Thunder could maybe give the Lakers some problems if CP3... I think weirdly but, both of those teams' first-round matchups are actually going to be harder for them. Than those, and if they got Lakers Thunder, like I think the Blazers match up better, and I think the Clippers, yeah. I think are just going to destroy Mavs. the Nuggets. As much as I like the Nuggets, I so wouldn't be I. surprised if it was a sweep. I think the Mavs will do better than the Clippers than the Nuggets do than against the Clippers. Yeah, I agree. Um, just solely because we're talking about Luca could take take a couple games like that or something, and not saying Jokic couldn't do that. It's just I just feel like Luca's at just a different. They're both so good. It's just Luca kind of. 
he the way he takes over games and his shooting is just is fucking wild. Yeah, there's levels. And he does to it, it in such big moments. Um, it's crazy. So, what we're looking at here is we just went through the playoffs, of course, and as many of you imagined, we came out basically with Lakers, Clippers, and then Bucks versus Raptors or Celtics. That's what we think it's gonna be. Um, I wish I could tell you the odds, but uh, if you have any WNBA questions, um, I got. Oh, we got the 2020 bubble MVP. You got, you want to hear the odds for that, John? Yeah. Who would you guess should be the bubble MVP? I think that they would leave the favorite as Damian Lillard, but I think it should be Devin Booker. So Damian Lillard is the favorite at minus three seventy five. Devin Booker plus four hundred. TJ Warren plus seven fifty. Luca plus twelve hundred. Harden plus fourteen hundred. Giannis plus sixteen hundred. I think um It's Lillard or Booker. If, it's it's gonna be Lillard because it would only, Booker would have had to I don't know it's hard because Lillard just went off and made the playoffs yeah, and Booker didn't lose a game and went off but he didn't make the playoffs so it's hard to like should you punish him for that like he didn't he couldn't have done any better yeah it's just but I think in a, it'll be, I feel like it'll be Lillard I don't I mean Booker didn't lose he's been the big what, dude think about like what we're talking about though like we loved watching Booker in this but we knew what we should start with is Dame time yeah like. Yeah, Booker that's has true. been so. Um, Who votes on that? Those is that media probably. Hmm. I would assume. I would assume. Yeah, let me check. Um, if they have any of the, if they have tomorrow's game. What is tomorrow? The fifteenth. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. Here we got the playing game is tomorrow. It's at eleven forty a.m. Grizzlies, Trailblazers. Um, Trailblazers are favored by six. The over-under is 233, and you can find the Grizzlies' money line at plus 215. Again, though, Blazers just have to get one game, and if the Grizzlies were to win tomorrow, they'd have to win again on Sunday versus the Blazers again, which it would be tough, but John Morant, like Johnny, it says it always comes a little earlier than we'd expect. I would have loved the Blazers. I wouldn't have loved the Blazers' chances, but I would have been a little more high on them if uh, our board Jaron Jackson Jr. was still around. Um, but nevertheless, I think that uh, you should take the Blazers tomorrow at minus six. You think so? What do you think? Because the Blazers have played a lot of close yeah. games recently. I think they just kicked the shit out of them. Yeah. I could see that. Um. Which sucks because I think the Blazers had such a fun year. Um, or, I mean, the Grizzlies had such a fun year. It's just injuries. It's always a bummer. Like, that yeah. sucks. Like, Jaron Jackson Jr., I was so looking forward to, to watching. And he's going to have to miss next year. If he didn't go down sucks. also, they probably would have kept the 8 seed and they would have only had to win one game. And then we'd be having a That's totally true. different discussion. It would be mm-hmm. – if it was that, like, would you take the Grizzlies or the Blazers? I don't even know. If they only had to win one and they have a healthy Jaron – be good. I would take the I I I've been on the Blazers. They're the much better team. I think but just if you could only the, have to win the one Damian game. Lillard. It's why I didn't think. Okay, so when I first did the pod before, uh, Bradley Beal announced he was going to take off the bubble. When we were looking at the East, I was like, okay, well Bradley Beal is the best player in these last five teams, you know, so he could just go off like we saw Booker do and we saw Lillard do. Um, so I don't know. 
I, I, I just think that that having Lillard has just been – it's the biggest thing, and we saw why. Like, And the second best player has been Booker, who I think everyone would kind of rather see Suns Blazers, wouldn't you? I would. I think – yeah. I was talking to my so, friends yesterday, one of them who's even a Grizzlies fan, and it was just like, wow, I kind of wish it was Blazers Suns. He wanted Grizzlies, obviously, because he's a Grizzlies fan, but everyone was just like, that yeah. would be so fire. Think about how crazy it is, John, that we're saying that. That the, we wish the Suns were. It's just star power. if you said that to me a month ago, it would have been like, oh, fuck the Suns. I don't want to see that. Give me someone else. And then now it's like, oh, shit, I want to see Booker in there. And so, um, yeah, I think um, we are we are buckling in for quite a month and a half stretch here of basketball. We're going to be breaking it down twice a week on the pineapple couch coming up. So we were doing one, one episode a week during the whole pandemic and summer when not much sports are going on. But now that basketball is firing and of course we got football coming. And so we'll always do a lot of football stuff. Um, we're going to be going to two shows a week. I'm going to try and do them on Mondays and Fridays. Sometimes it could be on a Tuesday, Thursday, um, I'll obviously keep everyone updated. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we have so much fun doing this. Johnny, our resident NBA insider, always a pleasure. Before you go, what's your finals matchup? You still on Celtics Clippers or Celtics Lakers? I think I'm going to transfer to the Clippers. I'm, uh, the Lakers' death is, is scary. After it's watching scary. those eight games, and I'm going to go Lakers-Celtics. Lakers, no, no, Celtics, Clippers, Celtics, Clippers, will... Celtics, Clippers, Celtics. Okay, Clippers, yeah. Celtics. I'm on Cl- Clippers, Raptors for now, but every day more people start to say that they like the Raptors with me. I lean closer to the Bucks. That's fair. Because I think. Um, so you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. Clippers, Bucks. That's my prediction. Big dog will like that. Um, Johnny, always a pleasure. It's been great. Always a treat been great um i will see you in a few days i'm still in an undeclosed location in northern california but the pineapple couch will be back on the couch next week because our our resident nba insider folks is off to arizona soon so we're gonna have to get quite used to this skype setup but we'll do one last session on the couch or actually i'm really the only one who gets to sit on the couch that's the one thing that no one really notices but you know it's my couch um (laughs) all right johnny thank you so much um we'll talk to you next time yeah this has been the pineapple couch everybody Thank you.